0: Presented by Wingstop, here he is, for Sean Jackson. Ah, oh, yeah!
1: And we turn it on. Oh, it's on now. It's to captain the ticket, 93.7. I'm with the pride of Tyler, Texas, Big Will Washington, class of 1992. that's how I do, Will. I be doing all kind of this crazy stuff. Hey, did we get that loaded up I sent you? Nah, see? That's what I'm talking about. Will, I'm with these millennials or uh, what do they call these people that's born like in the last 20 years? What do they call Uh, them? Somebody else's kids. Yeah, somebody else's kids up in here. They be playing with me up in here, Will. Is it the TD versus Washington? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, yeah, we got it. Come on, you gotta, you gotta, I'm just making sure. Trusting us a little more, VJ. All right, here we go, Will. Maybe checking out to an out right out here to his wide receiver. Comes with the pitch, and he's only got one man to beat.
0: At the 50 yard line, he will turn it up, and nobody will catch him. Calvin Jones.
1: 73
0: yards. That's Calvin Jones for 73
1: yards and a touchdown. Boom! Hey, Will, how important how important is the tight end blocks to those long runs?
0: That sounds. At the Washington game. That's the know? Washington game. Yeah, because it was so loud. I guess I could I can hear the play that well, but I could hear the crowd noise and uh, the play before that play. I received my first and only penalty in college football. Um, I uh, jumped at a false start because we were going on a silent count, and one of their defensive players said, Hut, and I took off. Dang. And so now I'm upset. So the linebacker got the brunt of that the next play, and Calvin went 73 yards off my block. Something like that.
1: Nah, that was exactly like that. And Hmm. uh, I tell you who else was out there blocking, too. Big Tree was out there blocking. You know what I mean? boy. Yeah, Big Tree.
0: Yes, he was. We're talking about a physical player, you know, he was, you know, there was one play I forget what game it was, but he sent a helmet just flying through there. Hit somebody him so hard. So big shout out to Tremaine
1: Bell. Tremaine Bell, man, big tree. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe. it. I was like, look at tree out there running his guy. Got you you could tell when a guy don't want no parts because he was backpelling, backpelling. Oh yeah, and, and, and just running, scared. Mm-hmm. Do
0: There's
1: you think a lot a- of, I mean,
0: those those you know, I think I was there when they had the itty-bitty, itty-bitty committee. You know, those guys were cut blocking and <laughs> running by people. And, you know, for little guys like, what, Corey Dixon and Abdul Muhammad.
1: Reggie Ball.
0: Uh, they, they would light you up.
1: Yeah. For little guys. And I, yeah. and I always say it's not the size of the, the fight in the dog. It's the, the, the size of the – or not the size of the dog, but the size of the fight in the dog.
0: Yes. And- you know, Man, let me tell you, man, I love my teammates. We were all different from all over the country, and most of us came in as boys and left as men. And, you know, it's just, you know, as a 17-year-old, I couldn't have made a better decision. Even looking back, I wouldn't have done anything differently because the experience, you couldn't put put a price on it. And, you know, to play for a legend, to play for uh, Coach Brown, because people always say the head coach, which don't get me wrong, I love Coach Osborne. But as you know, you spend more, way more time with your assistant coach than you do the head coach, right? You know, and like that's why you see guys loving McBride and, and Coach Samuels and Coach Solis because you spend more time with your with your your assistant coach. The head coach gets all the notoriety, and like I said, we lo- all love Coach Alvin, but he was a he was a teacher, he was a father figure, you know, and and he was he was he was the engine. But you can't forget the assistant coaches. And what they have meant to us, you know, who, they don't get they don't get near the limelight, but man, they were they were awesome.
1: Who recruited you? How, how did that happen? And did you know about Nebraska football at that time?
0: I just knew that Nebraska got beat by Oklahoma every year. <laughs> you know, Oklahoma was my team growing up. Uh, Oklahoma, USC, and Ohio State were the teams I rooted for uh, growing up. Um, Jack Pierce led my recruitment. I had no idea that I was any good at football. I played because I loved the game. Uh, we had a guy on our team, Corey Mayfield, uh, who got all the headlines around here. Um, we played varsity as a sophomore, which was pretty much unheard of back then in Texas. And I was on the JV. And I was kind of quiet. I was really quiet and really shy. I was kind of a, you can call it a nerd back then. And I just played for the love of the game. And I recall um, in the spring, we had spring football in high school in Texas back then. I don't know if they still do or not, but back then we had spring football. After spring football, which is like the end of my junior year, going into my senior year, my head football coach, Biff Peterson, called me into his office. and, And we talked for a little bit. He said, on the way out, take those two bags with you. And there were two large, hefty bags. And I'm like, take the trash out? He said, no, it's for you you giving me your trash? No, open it up. I open up the bag, the first bag, nothing but letters. I pull some out, all these letters from college, colleges. And I'm just in shock because I had no idea. And he was like, you know, I want to get, I, I've been saving these letters. I've been getting them for a while now, and I want to save, save it to the right time. And so I brought home two big trash bags full of letters from colleges. And uh, I started out the uh, beginning of the year as the number five rated tight end in Texas, and ended up after my senior year uh, being number one tight end in the state of Texas. And I had no clue. You know, I was about to probably one of the most unassuming big time recruits there was in co- in the history of college football.
1: Wow. <laughs> I had wow.
0: No clue. I so who, recru- games,
1: who, re- who, who recruited you from Nebraska? Like, who was the who was the head guy? Uh, Jack Pierce. You, oh, you said that. You said Jack Pierce. Mm-hmm. And then Coach, Coach Osborne, I would imagine, came.
0: He came, and uh, Coach Osborne was like, pretty much all he said to me, to me was, "You're you're a very good football player, and we want you to come to Nebraska." And I don't know what he did, but my mama
1: loved Coach Osborne. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I hear. What do you? You how does he get the moms like that? I don't know
0: what he said, no conversations, but man, my mom was all about Nebraska. I'm like, I wanna go to UCLA, Notre the Oklahoma. He's like from day one from from the moment somewhere at midpoint when the recruiting picked up for me, uh, probably mid middle of my senior year, 'cause you know, recruiting's different now than it was back than it was back then. You know, nobody was committing as junior and sophomores back then. Everybody was committed after their senior year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was, it, it was, it was, it was, she was always Nebraska. I don't know where that came from, but she was always, she was all on board with Coach Osborne in Nebraska. And, and, uh, and I'll tell you a quick little story. I probably shouldn't tell this, but <laughs> on why I chose Nebraska. Are you interested? Oh. <laughs>
1: Come, you see I'm over here quiet as a church mouse. Now you know I don't get quiet like that. Now, I'm listening.
0: Now you know when they ask you, you know, once you commit or whatever, at a big press conference for me down here in Tyler, Texas, all on the news and why don't you choose Nebraska? You know, the tradition, Coach Osborne, playing for national championships, all that good stuff, right? But the real reason I chose Nebraska, remember I said earlier that I was a nerd, right? Right. I go to this house party on my recruiting visit at uh, – Willie Griffin and Tyrese Knox's house and I'm on the couch and some girl asked me to dance and I didn't dance back then and so I'm going to dance with her and then another girl gets behind me and starts dancing and I'm thinking the girls in Nebraska love me (laughs) and so that's why I'm "I'm coming to Nebraska, that's why I chose Nebraska two girls, I never knew their names, never got a phone number, nothing Uh, that's why I committed
1: (laughs) Hey, did you? Hey, did practice. you? Uh, did you ever relive you them when you got there? Did you ever meet them again? Never saw them again in my life. <laughs> Never was, knew
0: their names. Nothing.
1: <laughs> that was. Hey, that was but, the plan. That was the plan. Sick of. They,
0: they got their top tight end targets in Nebraska. <laughs> that was. That was it. That. That, that was the only. That's the only thing in my mind at that time. A seventeen-year-old. That some girls like me. Cloud so I was a nerd. Uh. <laughs>
1: that was all a part of the plan, big fella. Hey, Chris... I, I
0: canceled visits, everything. I'm, I'm done. I, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm
1: oh, done. Wow. <laughs> the psychological warfare of Nebraska football back in the day. Uh, yeah. The quote of the day sent in by Chris Rath. my only penalty ever in college football, <laughs> Big Will. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's the quote of the day when you said, my only – my yeah. one and only – I don't know how many people know this, but it is super hard to say out on that end that you only got one penalty. Yeah. Because I know I can't say that. I was jumping all over the place. High school and college.
0: That was on my only penalty.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, JP asked this question to you, big fella. What was the worst weather game you played in? Uh, the
0: worst weather game was Probably that uh, Oklahoma game, uh, junior year ninety one, where it was so cold but it, it was raining, and the water pulled up on the field. And we they wore gloves back then, and so it's like you sticking your hand in the turf in a, in a glass of ice water. Wow. <laughs> and then we played a game below zero out in Colorado, my that same year, junior year, I believe. Yeah, it was like it was below zero and it was cold. But as far as weather concerned, that's that game. Oklahoma was just wet and it wasn't. It was colder than what it felt. Ice cold out there,
1: actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. For, for me, it might have been. I think Colorado, our senior year, was raining and and sleeting, yeah. and it was mm-hmm. about 17 degrees. So I think that was our 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 worst. I, I don't remember any other one being being yeah. that bad. I mean, I, we we played Iowa. My junior mm-hmm. year was sloppy. It was yeah. raining, but it wasn't it wasn't arctic out there like it was yeah. in that Colorado mm-hmm. area. done
0: cold or fogging up you know it's like we got your windshield out of windshield while we're doing a rainstorm
1: right with no no defogger though no exactly yeah just rolling Uh, uh, 1000 asked me to ask you and I already know the answer but so we'll ask you a different question how good was Johnny Mitchell Johnny was
0: great Um, from a talent standpoint um, nobody better because so he played running back in high school, wow! And so he had moves of running back. He was he was a physical specimen, you know, grew up in Mississippi, and he had hands like catcher's Mick, big old fluffy hands. The ball, just like throwing a ball into a pillow, just poof—that sound, just you know, just just very good lateral movement, excellent speed, strong, um, just very talented, you know, and. And uh, you can't say much about he, he. He caught the ball like nobody's business. I mean, he's, he's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I know. I you know, again, I I, I told uh, Steve this. I told uh, Mickey this. Like growing up, man, you know, you you was going, you wanted to be one of them players that played for Nebraska, whether that was Irving Fryer, Mike Rozier, mm-hmm. Turner Gill. Yeah. You know, you wanted to be, and then you flip over on defense. You was Mike Crow, uh, a yeah. uh, 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 Reggie Cooper. Uh, mm-hmm. all, all those guys, you guys that played back then, I mean, for, for a lot of us in Nebraska, talking us young men, you guys don't know how much we looked up to y'all. So we mm-hmm. appreciate y'all being being a catalyst for us to want to go and to, to go to college, to go to Nebraska, to go and do something greater than we probably would have done had we not had football there yeah. for us.
0: Yeah, and, and the thing about it, going back to the spring game this year for the I've been to games, you know, regular games, but I haven't been to the spring game in 20 plus years, and and I've been since COVID, you know, the pandemic. But being back in Lincoln, uh, being around the fans and seeing the excitement, there's just no better place, you know, because just seeing everywhere you go is red, red, red T-shirts, red hats, whatever. It's just red and white, and, and it's just, it's just, just like, once again, just. Uh, reinforces I made the right decision a long time ago.
1: Is it possible to be the most physical team in the country? Well, let me back up. Did Coach Osborne want you guys to be the most physical team in the country? Yes. Okay. Is it possible to be the most physical team in the country and not tackle in the spring game?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You can't be the most physical team in the stadium if you're not tackling. Even you're playing against each other.
1: Yeah, and I know about the whole injury thing, but I still, yeah. to me, you still play a game. I mean, if you got enough to play in the third and fourth quarter, only because I paid for those tickets, you know what I'm saying? And and I wanted to see the guys who we've been talking about in practice. I wanted to see what they would do in a game type situation. Yeah.
0: Well, the thing about it, you have enough time to heal up from a spring game to to fall camp. Uh, so I don't I don't I I understand why they did it. I, I don't have I'm not in a position to to uh, say what's right and wrong, but as a fan of football, I wanted to see some football. You know, that's that's just the bottom line, I want to see some contact, somebody, you know, some snot bubbles, you know, I want to see some football. I, tra- I came up from Texas to see football and I saw a two hand touch. Mm. So that that was disappointing. But as a fan, I was disappointed. You know, but I understand what they have to do what they what they think is right. But as a football fan, I want to see
1: football. How how important is the next four months for a young guy or a guy in a pole position? Maybe he's in the second position or even a guy that's in the first position. What is he doing now these next four months before camp opens for the season?
0: Uh, getting, depending on the position, but getting bigger, faster, stronger. Um, the offense and defense are a lot more complex than when I play, so I hope they're in their playbooks. Because to me, the most frustrating thing to me is seeing someone not knowing what they're supposed to do out there. Mm. There's no way you should be on a football field on any play not knowing what you're supposed to do, not knowing your responsibility. So number one, if you need to be getting the playbook, getting the weight room, get some agility work in. If you're a receiver catching two or three hundred balls a day, you know, working on your craft, if you're a receiver, working on your releases. If you're a D lineman, work on your hand placement. Whatever it is in your specific position, get better. Put extra time in. You know, because back in the day, we all had jobs in the summertime. I don't they have jobs anymore? You know, they're getting paid now, so yeah, they don't need <laughs> to no a little more time to football.
1: Man, they you know? got it going on right now. They don't have to yeah, do they, nothing. You know. Just play football. I mean, I, I think about yeah. that, and I, people think I'm, I, I'm I'm joking when I say. Our scholarship check by the time I got there. Mm-hmm. So it would have been it wouldn't have been ninety three my freshman year because I was in the dorms and we got fifteen dollars every weekend. But yeah. but but scholarship check for me in nineteen ninety four was three hundred and eighteen dollars. And I don't think you, it went higher than like three thirty.
0: You were rich compared to what I was getting. Oh
1: my I God. Was we were filthy. <laughs> and the and the only the only reason why I felt like I was rich was was because, mm-hmm. see, now, I don't know if you knew this, but the basketball players, right, I had a couple of buddies on the basketball team mm-hmm. that, that put me deep. Because I know back in the gap, basketball and football sometimes didn't get along. But when we came through, we was cool with the basketball team. Yeah. Man, they had a little spot down on West O, oh, I'll never forget this, where he was like, yeah, just go down there and and, and apply. Well, they went off of what you made. So, you know, all I had to do was show them that I made that little $315 scholarship check, and my rent was $30 a month. No kidding? $30 a month. To this day, I still should have that apartment. <laughs> wow. It was 30 a month. But the that basketball players knew about that. The football players didn't necessarily know. Tom- well, well, let me let me rephrase that. Tommy mm-hmm. Fraser knew about it because he stayed on top. He stayed uh-huh. above me a couple, uh, I think, on the first floor or the third floor. Mm-hmm. And... And he was so quiet about it. I never knew Tommy, but Tommy lived in the same apartment complex and the same in the same complex as me until his senior year, and he was on his way out the door. Wow,
0: right? Thirty dollars a month,
1: huh? Thirty bucks a month. If other I really than that, really felt rich then. Dude, what would I've done? Well, I don't know what I've done if 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 I had to spend, you know, because because back then you you get a roommate and all that type stuff. But if you spend $250, $200 out of your mm-hmm. $318, yeah, you broke. Yeah. You didn't say you didn't pay not a bill. You didn't put no gas in the car. You didn't put mm-hmm. no food in the ice box on the weekends. Nothing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but All I know is with this NIO money or whatever, however they're getting paid now, I hope someone is advising these players to invest because mm-hmm. you're going to leave college with a few hundred thousand dollars in your pocket, whether you go pro or not. And that's a great
1: start to life. Yeah, not only you know. a few hundred thousand in your pocket, you could leave with a couple of houses, at least one. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Start now. Start now. Yeah, I got a house, so mm. I got instant equity right now. Yeah. For the most part, you know, and I'm with you. Somebody mm. definitely need to be advising these kids on mm. money management, on yes. all the nuances of taking care of the money that they're given. Because if mm. not, you know what's going to happen. Yes. You know, I mean, I yeah. like, giving a young VJ, give me 50000 when I was 18, 19 years old, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have made it through to the entire season. Yeah. Because <laughs> old VJ would have been doing stuff. So, oh, yeah. I, back then, maybe not so, but if no one's talking to these young bucks about yeah. Uh, finances about how to save, about how to, yeah. to put your money in. And not It don't have to be the stock market right now, yeah. but you want to get some type of CDs going. You want to get something where you get take the money. Here's my goal. I would hope that they would take 50% or 25% of any money that they get in I.O. should go to a savings account that they can't touch until their, until, uh, uh, their last game. Exactly, and then when they yeah when they either graduate or leave, you present them with that money. Yes, and because before I looked at it like this, if they gave us five thousand dollars a year that we played, so if mm-hmm. we finish, we went to Nebraska five years. The majority of us went there for five years. That red shirt. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's twenty five thousand dollars, and then you get it when you turn fifty. Do you mm-hmm. know how much money that is? Exactly because i mean it's only it's it's only right that they say hey here's a here's here's a bone for playing for us for us making millions of dollars off of your back and your hard work we want to mm-hmm. thank you for that or you say one one uh uh um uh, one child of whatever player play can go to the university for free i mm-hmm. i'm with that
0: i'm i'm whatever whatever they want to do if i'm fine with you know my t- my time is done so, you know, I, I play on the rules that that were in effect back then. I just want to see these young players. You know, hope, hope everybody can get paid. If you're on the women's rifle team, hope you're getting paid too. You know, and I hope they're able to take that because co- I don't have like I don't have any kids, but the cost of college is ridiculous. And so, if you're on scholarship and you got this money coming, there's no there there shouldn't be no excuse why you don't maximize all that opportunity. If nothing else, not paying back student loans to you 80 years old, and and maximize yourself coming out of college, to have a great start at life. You know, if I had, you know, if I had twenty five thousand starting out back in nineteen ninety three, that would have been a world difference to me mm. back then. You know, or whatever. But that's now it's you know exponential. But you know, just just be wise, and I hope they're they're just not just giving them money and not giving them some education, some financial literacy behind it.
1: That, that, that's it. And financial I, literacy, and I, but I think somebody—I I just don't know if that's happening. I think that's a question that we need to get answered, though. Yeah, yeah,
0: you know, because we've seen guys that went to the NFL, you know, and 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 they're broke.
1: Yeah, they're you worse know. off. They're worse off now. Yeah. Then the guys like myself, who I got a mm-hmm. crack at it, I was I sniffed it a little bit. I I was there for mm-hmm. two and a half years, but 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 thank the Lord I didn't play at, you know for a long time because some of these guys I'm telling you, they're broker than broke can be right now, and they have yeah. no mindset how to get out of it. Exactly, man. The captain. Yeah, so
0: we don't. I don't want to hear him. I don't like hearing stories like that. And so and you can make money in college. Make the most out of it. You, you can set yourself up. Absolutely. For for retirement, for for a decent life or a great start, become a business owner, whatever. But don't don't screw it off on buying a bunch of high-end cars and a bunch of jewelry and stupid stuff. Stuff. Make that money, make money
1: for you. Absolutely. Hey, I'm with Big Will, the captain, the ticket, 93.7.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place.